0: Hey, this is Tyler Johnson, pastor of Mission Church, located in Walnut Creek, California. I want to say thank you for tuning in. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you live the life God called you to live. Enjoy. The last Easter message of 2021 for Mission Church. Last year, we were online. This year, we're back in person. I don't take this for granted to gather with other people who want to worship and hear the uh, good news message. Um, if you are brand new, I just gotta celebrate before we start. I love our church. Miss Church, you're a special church. Uh, I got a celebration. I got I can, can I celebrate with you? Okay. I get a little more loose in the seven because I got no time restraints. I'm like, what should I talk about right now? What should I say? Okay no. Uh, this past week uh, we had a really cool opportunity. Uh, we have a great couple, of the Atterberries. Are there Atterberries in the house? Come on now, right back here. Come on now. Much love to you guys. Come on. Come on. Great couple, great heart for this region. You need to know something uh this isn't just church service is a part of church but you the church we're not trying to just bring people to church we're trying to bring church to the people come on now and so the Atterbury's uh have been serving Contra Costa um um uh orphanage foster care system. excuse me and uh there's like 12 visiting rooms in our county that needed to be freshened up chairs toys games and uh Rachel heard about it and um We looked at the Amazon wish list and it's a few thousand dollars and we said, let's knock it out. And so as a church, we got to buy everything on the wish list to help freshen up all the rooms. Come on now. That's a cool thing. Come on. I love that. I love that. You're a generous church, Mission Church. Come on. I just, I love that. And again, if you know anything about a church, our mission statement is to change the world one person at a time. If you go on our website, it's one service at a time, one small group at a time, but one of them says one orphan at a time. And I I always love those opportunities where the church can actually be the church, that our region actually feels the church actually doing the ministry of Jesus. So job well done. Atterberries love you, thank you so much. I love it, love it, come on. That's a celebration. All right, all right, 7 p.m. I'm still gonna get out here in economical time. Uh, If you haven't eaten dinner tonight, you're gonna fast, because it is what it is. Here we go. Uh, I wanna read you a verse. It's in John 20, verse 30. We've been in the book of John, uh, Galilee, for 10 plus weeks. This is the last verse in John. Now, don't get twisted. We're going back. I'm just going to go to the very end and we'll go backwards, okay? Here what it says in John 20, verse 30. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples. I love how John says the miracles were signs. Signs point to something. More importantly, someone. His name is Jesus. Come on. Which are not recorded in the book, but these are written that you may believe. Everybody say believe. That Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. you ever heard somebody say this oh God give me a sign give me a sign if you're real Uh, uh, the sign is the empty tomb God give me a sign if you love me the sign is the cross God give me a sign do you have plans for me yeah it's you were created on purpose for a purpose come on now sign after sign miracle after miracle and of course the resurrection being the greatest sign of God's love and God's power for mankind what came with that resurrection was so many promises so many benefits I love what it says in Psalms Do not forget the benefits of salvation. You ever look at, uh, you know, jobs when you're looking at jobs and one of the first things like, what's the benefits package look like? Is it a good one? Can I just tell you Christianity, the benefits package is amazing. Okay. God hooked it up. And really the reason why it's so amazing is because of the resurrection. And so what we're going to do today is the title of my message is, I believe in Easter. I believe in Easter. Everybody say, I believe. It's a simple study, but very true. Your beliefs affect your behavior. And if you look through the book of Acts, they did not have normal church services in the book of Acts. They did have church services, they did meet, they gathered and worshiped, did what we did, but they didn't come to church and go, this week we're gonna go through the book of Ephesians, everybody, open up Ephesians one. All they had was Easter. Acts two, this is Peter. Hey, um, okay, um, uh, looks like a bunch of people want Jesus, let me tell you something. Uh, Jesus raised from the dead, Acts 2.23. Oh, uh, Acts 2.34, Um, uh, he raised from the dead. Did I say that already? Yeah, God raised from the dead. And it says that when he was talking about Jesus being raised from the dead, he was talking about Easter, he believed in Easter, it pierced their hearts. They didn't know what to do. What do we do about this message about Jesus raising from the dead? He said, repent and be baptized. Oh, we're doing baptisms this month. We're gonna hook you up, you're going baptized, come on. Oh, to believe in Easter means to believe in the mission of the church. To believe in Easter changes the way that you talk about your life. You talk about the world, the way you see the world. Oh, if you believe in Easter, it changes everything. Will you bow your heads to me? God, I thank you for what you're going to do in this service. I, got, I, got, I do believe this, that you're a God of new things. 5 p.m. was great, but you got something special for the 7 p.m. God, you have an assignment for tonight. There are people in this house right now that need a word from you. All oh, there in a valley, they, they need encouragement, they need somebody to help pick them up. Oh, Lord, I pray that your word would be exactly that. Oh, Lord, we come for fresh bread. We come to follow the Spirit, come to follow the oil. Wherever you want to go, we're going to go there tonight. May my words follow the floor and your words soar. And everybody said, All right, we're going to go to the very first church Easter service Real quick, I just want to celebrate tonight. Give it up for Lacey. Come on now. She's my my partner in crime. We're the dynamic duo. We're smashing. We're going to uh, create beats together and raps. Just think about it. Pray about it, Lacey. Don't say no. Just think about it. Um, She's awesome. I believe in Easter. Now, real quick, uh, the first Easter service, you'd be like, oh man, it must have been amazing. No, the first Easter service was a debacle, Okay. I remember coming my first Easter service. Do you, guys remember, do you guys know this line? He has risen. That wasn't happening at the first Easter service. Disciples were scattered. The women's ministry, instead of throwing a barbecue, they went to the tomb, okay? Men's ministry, instead of saying, hey, how do we be men of God? You know what they do? They bunkered up afraid because they thought they might be next to be killed. There was no service. There was no, hey, he has risen. He has risen indeed. It wasn't like, Whoo, who's got a barbecue going? No, none of that. It shows in this scripture in Luke 24 that some of the disciples just left Jerusalem and went on the road to Emmaus just to quit. They're like, well, it was nice when it lasted. It was a really cool three years. Yeah, wasn't it great? I thought he was going to save Israel, but well, I guess I was wrong. I mean, this literally is what's happening in Luke 24. Some of the disciples, it says on this Easter, they went back to their jobs, their old jobs. It's been three days, man. It was good. I'm going to go back to nine to five. It was fun, though, right? Remember the wedding where the water and wine? Remember we walked on water? All right, I'm going to go back to, you know, uh, putting windows in houses. Good talk. All right. What kind of Easter is this? You want to know why they didn't believe in Easter? You're like, well, they, they didn't know. No, Jesus over and over again told them that Easter was real. He wanted their belief to affect their behavior. But because of their disbelief, all of them were just scattered and the church was weak at this moment. I, um... I'll read you two verses. Did you just really tell him? Well, let me just read one. He says this. He goes, destroy the temple and I will raise it again in three days. That's in John 2. We're like, well, that's kind of abstract. Maybe that was, they're like, well, what do you mean temple? Well, let me, uh, let me read you Luke nine twenty two. This was Jesus trying to be really clear for the more dense disciples. He said this, the son of man must suffer many terrible things. Are you guys tracking with me? Disciples are like, yes. Yeah, it's okay, you gotta suffer. Next one, he said, he will be rejected by the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. They're like, okay, okay. He will be killed. I'm gonna die. Okay, okay, you're gonna be killed. Okay, but here comes Easter, ready? But on the third day, he will be raised from the dead. Okay, okay, okay. Luke 9. Hey, Easter's coming. Easter comes. Oh my gosh, I'm so afraid. Let's get in a house. It's a debacle. We're gonna go through the whole chapter of Luke 24. Yeah, buckle up. I love verses and chapters. We're going to read the whole thing. Don't worry, I read fast, I talk fast. So uh, a different church, if they're going through the whole chapter, that's like a two-hour message. My message at the first service, 30 minutes. Can you buckle up for 30 minutes? You ready to receive tonight? All right, turn your Bibles to Luke 24. Come on, here we go. Let's go to the first Easter, the very first Easter. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. Man, why are they preparing spices? You should be baking cakes. We're about to set it off. The grave is conquered. But they don't believe. So they're going to mourn instead of celebrate on the third day. We don't mourn as a church on Easter. We celebrate. Because we know that dead things can come back to life. We know that broken things can come back to restoration. Come on now. We don't bring spices now. We bring a party. Come on. Rachel and I are going to party tonight. We call it Taco Bell. Come on. Celebration. Come on. Give me some chalupas. My girl is the Dos Locos Tacos girl. I'm, I'm Chalupas. Anyways, uh, the woman took spices. They had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, everybody say wondering. They were considering. What, 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 what just happened? What well, they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the, Even the... Heaven comes down and goes, What are you doing here? Well, you, this isn't where you're supposed to. Why are you at a graveyard? Go throw a party. Uh, death just got conquered, death lost its thing. Why are you like, here's some spices? I didn't Nobody said to bring spices. The church is in all the wrong places at this moment. May we, may we never be a church in all the wrong places. Maybe we be found in the right places. May we be worshiping when we're supposed to worship, maybe we be serving when we're supposed to serve, Maybe we be given when we're supposed to be given. Come on now, my first point I believe in Easter is this. I believe Easter will make you wonder. It will make you consider. I was gonna name my uh, sermon title this. Give God a Chance. But it didn't fit. But I found a place for it, okay? And really what this is saying is they came to the empty tomb and they started to process. Maybe Jesus actually was telling the truth. (laughs) They wondered, maybe he did conquer the grave. Because here's what they're wondering. Here's what they're considering. If he did what he said he's gonna do, everything's going to change. Give God a chance to change everything. Give God a chance to change your whole life. Do you know what the claim of Easter is? The claim of Easter is this. There is a God. He sent his son named Jesus to this earth to live a life you should have lived, died the death you should have died, and conquered the grave, so now you can live a life you should have never been able to live. Ooh, that's the claim of Easter. It, it is the promise that you can have broken things restored, things that were stolen returned tenfold. This is the claim of Easter. It should change it. You should consider saying yes to that. Um, I'll, I'll put it this way. Um, imagine if you had somebody come to your door, singing telegram. I don't sing, so maybe they rapped like, yo, 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 I got a telegram. Here it is. You just inherited $5 billion. <laughs> yeah. And then hand you the envelope. You're like, thank you, singing telegram. It's a rapping telegram. Thank you, rapping telegram. They grab the rapping telegram. You lift up in this letter and says, says, uh, you have inherited $5 billion. Call this number. What kind of person would grab them and be like, trash, toss it? What happened if something weird, somebody came by, started rapping about me inheriting $5 billion, I just threw in the trash, it was so annoying. <laughs> All right, well, what are we going to do today? If you had any good friends, they'd be like, hold on a second, get that out of the trash, call the number, because you got $5 billion, it's not only changing your life, it's changing my life. Where are we going to live? We're going to get two pools, you know what I'm saying? His and her new Hummers, the EV Hummers, you know what I'm talking about? Maybe that Tesla truck. It has the windows that don't break, but kind of break. You know what I'm talking about? We're still gonna get it. Okay. So you be you like, you gotta check it out. What happens is you hear a message of Easter, and you hear that there's a God who loves you where you're at. He knows the worst things you ever did, but still loves you just as much. But he loves you so much he doesn't want to leave you there. He wants to bring you to your promise and to your fulfillment. There's a Jesus that wants to redeem or restore, there's a Jesus that's promised an abundant life. Yeah, trash. No, Easter makes you consider it. You got to ponder at least. If this Jesus is real, it would change my life. If this Jesus, who said he was God, literally said that he foreknew me in my mother's womb and knitted me, and he knows me better than anybody else, and he could actually heal what only I know that I needs to be healed, and he could actually do things that I never thought anybody else could do, that it could actually uh, grant my heart's desires. Maybe, just maybe, you should consider it. I believe Easter makes you consider it. Next time you're with somebody, don't worry about, uh, you know, sharing a ton of scripture. Just tell them about Easter. Just tell them about the risen Savior and what he's done in your life. And if like, he can do the same thing for you, you know what? Wrap it like a telegram. Yo, let me tell you about Easter. Yeah. Easter, Easter, Easter. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, let's keep going. Um, they would consider it. Let's keep going. I didn't wrap in the first service, so you came to the right one. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. If you're watching online, you're at the 5 p.m you got to stay for both services. You never know what's going to go down. All right, let's keep going. Remember how he told you why he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, uh, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered uh, his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all the things to the eleven and all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed like nonsense. Let me tell you about Easter. Crazy. Man, can I just tell you, the disciples give me hope. They threw the telegram in the trash. They came, you guys, the tomb's empty. Nonsense. Let's keep going. I love that God, if you're anybody who has said yes to Jesus, or maybe you're brand new, you're seeking, I guarantee you that Jesus has knocked on your door more than once. I guarantee you you've heard the message more than once. And you said nonsense. Woof, But there's going to become a time where you go, oh, this is the real deal. Let's keep going. Uh, But they did not believe the one because the words seemed like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb, bending over. He saw the strips of linen lying by themselves and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. He wondered to himself. My second point is this. I believe Easter is about second chances. You gotta understand something about Peter. If you're brand new church, let me tell you something. Peter uh, was Jesus' ride or die homie. So he thought. Jesus says, you're gonna deny me, Peter. Peter's like, no, I'm not gonna deny, deny you, Jesus. Me and you, all the way to the end. And Jesus is like, no, you're going to deny me. I will never till death I won't deny you. Well, Jesus gets arrested and somebody comes up to Peter. Hey, you're the uh, disciple. No, I'm not. Little girl comes up. No, I'm not. Girl, shut up. I mean, like literally like three times in a row, he denies you, he fails. Jesus told Peter before his death that he was going to be rock. Change his name. Hey, you're not Simon. You're my rock. You're my guy. I'm going to build the church with you. you. You aren't a coward. You're courageous. And in the moment of darkness... He was only a coward. There was no rock, and so you got to think of Peter going, "Man, Jesus died. I'm the coward for the rest of my life. I'm not Pe-. Peter." People be like, "They call him Peter, but he's not really Peter." <laughs> if you know anything about the story, it's more like he's like Pillow Guy. <laughs> guy's a softy. Little girl accused him. He cried like a baby. You know. <laughs> if his name's Peter, I'm Superman. You know. I mean, like literally, like, this is his lot. But now the tomb's empty. And Peter sprints to the tomb because Easter says there's a second chance and a third chance. Oh, maybe I can actually be courageous. Maybe I can actually be what God told me I could actually be. Just, just maybe, just maybe. I, uh, I want to share a story with you, a true story. Because, you know, you share the story about Peter. And you're like, well, it's Peter. He was a disciple. And, you know, because really the, what happens with the Easter message is the Easter message takes cowards and makes them courageous. It makes doubters like Thomas, who determined disciples that will even go to India and die a martyr's death. Thomas was a doubter. Watered wine, still don't think about it. I don't know if he's a real deal. Walking on water, I'm still not sure if he's really God. Blind man sees, I'm still not sure. Lazarus raised, I'm just still not sure about it. Easter, I'll go anywhere. Thomas experienced Easter. Went from a doubter to saying, okay, Jesus conquered death. I'm willing to die any kind of death because I know death means nothing anymore. It's lost its sting. Man, Easter changes people. So, okay, that's the disciples. How about somebody else? I'll share you another story. In the 1700s, there was a man named John. True story. Guy's named John. He was a sailor. He was the worst of the worst. You know what the nickname they gave him on the ship? The Great Blasphemer. What kind of nickname do you get if you're that bad? The Great Blasphemer? Not only that, he, he was, I mean, you know where the term comes like, uh, you swear like a sailor? It had to come from John. This is a, a, a literal quote from his captain. You ready? His captain said this. Not only did he use the worst language I've ever heard, but he created new words that exceedingly verbal debauchery. I mean, he created new words that exceeded verbal debauchery. This guy was creating new customers words. be like, dang, John, I'm a sailor, and I feel funny when you said that. <laughs> I mean, this guy's the great blasphemer. He's the worst of the worst. It was said in his uh, historical story that when he fell off the ship one time, they didn't throw him a life raft. They threw harpoons at him. They hated him so much. Take the hint, John. He's hard-headed. You're not going to hit me. I'm coming back. You know, Can't get rid of me that easy. This is John. John was such a disobedient co-worker, such a terrible sailor, that his captain had to flog him multiple times. Well, after one flogging, John decided, next time I'm with the captain, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill the captain. A great storm hits before he can get an opportunity to kill the captain. The great blasphemer is in the middle of the storm and he's holding on for dear life. And he decides to pray to the God he doesn't believe in. And he simply says, if you let me live, I'll consider that you're the real deal. I'll go on the journey. I'll give you a chance. John lives through this storm, goes on a journey, and he finds God. And he writes a, he writes a worship song, actually. I want to read it to you. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. It was grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did the grace appear the hour I first believed in the risen Savior. Easter takes the great blasphemer and makes him the great worship pastor. His name's John Newton. One of the most famous hymns of all time. Can you imagine going to that church? Hey, John's pretty good. Uh, where'd he come from? Let me tell you a story about John. This guy has a story takes the, the enemy is using this man. He is gifted so verbally, you could tell. The captain even said before he was was saved, he would create the most gross words and gross verbal debauchery. And God gets his hand on him. And now he's creating the most beautiful things with the gift God gave him. God will take blasphemers and make them the greatest worship leaders. Uh, Can can I tell you something real quick? I want to share something about the Bay Area quick. The Bay Area is the least church region. And so this is what Easter can do to the least church region. That's what I wrote. Easter can take the least church region in the US and have it become the Bible Belt, okay? If you believe in Easter, you believe in that. But I'm not going to call it the Bible Belt. When I start traveling and talking to people 10, 15 years now, uh, 15 years from now, we have revival like, "Where are you from?" "I'm from the Bible Bay." Straight up. It used to be called the tech hub, now it's the Jesus hub, what? The Bay Area. God is not done with the Bay Area. It can blaspheme in as much as it wants. It can say, we don't need God. Get rid of God. We got money. We got wisdom. We got, we got talent. We got tech. We got academics. We don't need Jesus. Keep blaspheming. See what happens. I believe in Easter. I believe the Bay Area can be revived. Do you believe that, Mission Church? You didn't see the John Newton thing coming, did you? The amazing grace. It's a great story, right? I love it. It got me. I was like, That's. That, that's John Newton, you know? I, just know? I just knew the worship song. I didn't know he's that bad. All right, uh, I'll go to coffee sometimes and I'll say the same thing. I didn't know you were that bad. That's what's so cool. It's, it's the best, that's how I love the gospel. Come on now. Now that same day, two of the men were going to the village called Emmaus at about seven miles, it's a lot of reading, so buckle up, but please pay attention to the story with me. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talk and discuss these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they, uh, they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? <laughs> I love Jesus. This is, you gotta understand, this is funny. Jesus is like, oh, hey guys. Anything crazy happened lately? What's been happening? What's going on in your life? Hmm? Wanna share with me? What, what is that? You miss anybody? Do You miss somebody? Hmm? Hmm? Mm-hmm. All right, so, so he just asked them, let's discuss, it. I, I love Jesus. Come on, this is fine. They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas, asking, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked, about Jesus in Nazareth. They replied, he was a prophet, powerful in word and deed, before God and all people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. Let's keep reading. I'm going to, I got to touch on this in the service. He said to them, How foolish you are. Oh, I love when Jesus brings out the foolish word to people. It, you think Jesus came to redeem Israel? He came to save the world. He goes, How foolish you are. And how slow to believe all the prophets have spoken. How, may we not be slow to believe. May we be quick to believe his promises. He goes, How slow to believe. Again, I believe in Easter. I believe in, How slow to believe in the prophets. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? Can I just tell you real quick, they believe the promise of his glory, but not his sufferings. A lot of us, we love the the glory of Easter, but we don't like the suffering of Easter. Can I tell you, if you're going to say yes to fallen Jesus, you're saying yes to the glory, you're saying yes to the suffering. It says in Peter that he gave us an example on how to suffer. Man, the way that we're supposed to love people in the Bay Area, the way we're supposed to respond to hard times... Man, we need to know that it's about glory, but it's also about suffering. Let's keep going. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were were going farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and uh, he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while we talked uh, with us on the road and opened the scripture to us? Oh, I love that. I remember coming to church for for the first time and sitting in the second row, all service. My chest was burning and I wanted to cry, but I was with my friends and I was in high school and I wanted to be cool, but God was burning something in me. It was the beginning of me saying yes to Jesus. And I believe at mission church that happens all the time. We saw three people get saved for service. We've had over a thousand salvations. If you're in the house right now, you're wondering what's going on. I'm about to hook you up. It's Jesus. Disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, did our hearts not burn? Let's go to verse 33. They got up and returned at once. Everybody say at once. They returned at once. I love this. They had a great Easter. Easter service with Jesus. They had Easter service and said, that was a good Easter service. Let's let's take a nap. That was cool. They literally saw Jesus. He's alive at once. They were were walking away from the mission. I I, got to go back. I'm, not, I'm going to go back to the mission now. So they returned once to Jerusalem. There they found the 11 and those with them assembled together and saying, it's true, the Lord has risen and has appeared. Hey, you know when he said in Luke 9, you know he's he telling us all the time he's got to die and he's going to come back again and conquer death? It's true. God's alive. All the promises are real. It's an amazing moment. They experienced the Easter, now they're bragging about Easter. Let's keep going. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke bread. Stop. Here's my next point. I believe Easter makes us messengers of the good news. Stop. About a year and a half ago, I shared a story. Maybe two years, actually, now, two years ago. um, I shared a story about uh, a plane ride I was on when I was in Europe. Now, only been to Europe one time. It was a bucket list thing. It was an amazing trip. Got to go to France and Italy, and we were flying from France to little Florence small airport. And we were with our, oh, our friends. Oh, our best friends. We love them to death. The Glaciers, are the Glaciers in the house? Nope, okay. (laughs) That's awkward. I'm gonna put that down. You're watching online. You're supposed to be at the 7 p.m. Where are you? Okay. They're serving in kids. I forgive you. You're serving. You are giving your life as a sacrifice to the Lord. I take back my forgiveness. You don't need it. Okay. So um, so, uh, we're on this plane to go from France to Italy. I've got to share this because there's context to what I'm about to say. So we get on this plane, smaller plane, and we're flying, and we're about to land, and the plane is about this far from the ground. I kid you not feet from the ground and out of nowhere the pilot pulls up and it's like oh, never experienced this in my life i'm freaking out um we're sitting right there and rachel's to my right tom and laura to the left here and laura's right here tom's taking a nap and and so like they pull up and i'm like i literally like i'm trying to play it cool because my wife's right there i don't but i really am thinking we're all gonna die it's literally how i feel okay First, and, then, and then I become a prayer warrior. God, I, I know you love me. Uh, you're not done with me yet. We got plans, Lord. We got plans. You know, I'm praying. I become, I become like the prayer warrior of all prayer warriors. Uh, but on the outside, I'm going like this. Flight attendant sitting there. I'm like, you know, waiting for her to be like, everybody. Tell it. They say nothing. It's about 15 minutes long. 15 minutes feels like forever. Somebody tell me what's going on. Tom's sleeping. Rachel's sitting there finally we land i asked tom what was that tom goes oh that's just called a go-around oh it's just called a g- 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 go-around what do you mean go around he's like yeah i used to fly like basically a go-around is where uh um if you don't like uh, where, where you're gonna land or it's kind of windy you just go back up and you spin around it's very common i actually woke up during it i just went back to sleep i was like you went back to sleep on the go-around And he's like, yeah, yeah, I didn't think of it. I was like, oh, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, buddy, you know. And so ever since that flight, I've probably been on 7 to 12 flights since then. COVID shut down a lot of flying. So it was only 7 to 12. But, you know, if it would have been a normal year, maybe another 10. I fly about once a month on average. uh, uh, And so I was like, all right, next time on a flight, if there's ever a go-around, I'm going to stand up in the middle of the flight and be like, everybody, it's okay. It's called go-around. Don't worry about it. It's very common in flying, pilot just maybe it's a little wind, didn't like where he was going to land, this happens all the time, it's called a go-around, go back to sleep, watch your Netflix, watch your office, nobody be stressed out. And I picture the whole flight going, what's a (laughs) go-around? Trust me, it's a go-around, everything's fine. And the the flight team like, he's right, it's a go-around. And then me getting off the flight and everybody like, man, I'm so glad you were here, high five. Man, you're my hero. I know, you're welcome. Go around, am I right? Go around, go around, go around. I'm the go around guy. Did you see me? I'll, I'll be a begging check. I was the go around guy. You're welcome. You know, you will be, be walking out. Go around guy, going around. Oh, there's the go around guy. That's, that's how, I've been waiting for my moment. Let's get back to these guys. Wow, Jesus is alive. He's risen. That's awesome. Let's go back to sleep. What happens in the Bay Area is we are in chaos right now. It is crazy everywhere. And the last thing the church should do right now is just go. go, eh, I'm fine though. I know, I know what's going on. I know, I know we win at the end. I know Revelation. I know the church is gonna be fine. I know I'm fine. The Bay Area looks crazy, but hey, it's cool. I'm gonna go back to sleep. I'm gonna take a nap. Oh no, may we proclaim everything's gonna be fine. Let me tell you real quick, 2020 was a crazy year. But here's what I know. If there's breath in your lungs, we gotta go around. We're gonna fly one more time. God's got more in the tank. He's got more priests. He's got more promises. He's got more revival. If we're still alive, guess what? We got another go around. He hasn't landed the plane yet. Everything's going to be okay. I'm the gospel guy. Hey, that's the gospel guy. He always tells me everything's going to be okay. He believes in this thing called Easter. He believes that God is the risen king and he's a conqueror and it changed everything. It changes his peace and his joy, his countenance. When everything looks down and out and everybody's freaking out, this guy just has peace. He can take a nap in the middle of a storm. He's the go-around guy. Man, May we be that kind of church. Last but not least, my favorite part of the section, Jesus holds his first Easter service. It's a debacle. Do you know service is a debacle if Jesus isn't in charge? Mission Church would be a debacle of Jesus in the head of this thing. I'm not the boss. I am a senior pastor. It's a really cute title, but really just means that I'm the guy who comes to work with a plastic hammer and a plastic hat, and God's like, hit the nails here, and I'm like, okay, I'm doing a good job. He's like, oh, look what you're building. But really, he's building everything. (laughs) He, He is the builder of the house. He gives all of us little hammers and little nails and lets us walk around. Oh, we're doing such a cool job. It's God who's in charge. And so God comes on the scene and goes, man, Easter's going to be a debacle if I'm not in charge. So he holds his first Easter service. And there's four things that happens in this service that happens every week at Mission Church. I'll prove it to you. You ready? While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, why are you troubled and why uh, do doubts rise in your minds? I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. I'm praying right now that if you are confused right now, if you don't know Jesus is real, I pray he opens your eyes, open your minds that he is the king. Come on now. He opens their minds uh, so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. Then the Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead. And on the third day, uh, and repentance for all forgiveness of sins will be preached in the name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you. Everybody say send. Come on now. Mission Church plug. I like that our name is Mission Church because that's what Jesus does. He sends us on missions. Let's just keep going. I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Stop. Here's the four things that we see in the scripture. Ready? First one, Jesus showing everyone he is the risen Savior. If we don't have a church service where we don't brag about the risen Savior, we have failed. And don't wrong. it may take all service to have somebody's eyes open to it. Starts with us worshiping about living hope. I was thanking God that he raised me from the dead. Thanking God that he still moves and he still conquers the grave. So we worship about the risen. so for all service we're pointing to the risen savior. Jesus comes to us. First thing I got established in this service, I'm the living God. I'm the risen savior. It's me. Touch my hands, touch my feet. I'm the risen God. That's the first thing he does. It's the first thing we do at church. Second thing he does, he asks him, "Can we eat together? Can we have a meal?" Let me give you some cultural context at this moment. If you ask me to go to lunch, cool, I'll get lunch. You wanna get coffee, great. In this time, Middle Eastern times, if somebody invited you to a lunch or invited you to have a meal, they're asking you this, can we become friends? An invitation to a meal was this, did we just become best friends? That's what it is, it's let's be friends, let's have relationship. We call this the altar call at church. Revelation 3.20, Jesus says to the church of Revelation, you're lukewarm. Here's how we fix it. Let me have a meal with you. Let's start a relationship. So at the end of service, we do this. We don't say, would you, would you like to have a meal with Jesus? We simply ask you, do you want to have a relationship with Jesus? He offers this to his disciples right there. Third thing he does is this. Once he convinces you he's the risen Savior, he opens your mind. Once he has a relationship with you, he sends you on a mission. Oh, this happens at church. Every week we send you. You don't come just attend church and leave. No, you get sent to go change the world. Fourth thing that happens is worship. Well, where's worship happen? I'll show you. This is how it ends. Easter service was a debacle in Luke 1, uh, Luke 24, verse 1. But Easter service is going off in Luke 24 at the very end. It's going off, I'll show you. Verse 50, it starts to go all the way up. When he had them, when he had led them out of the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. Now I believe the old disciples in the very beginning be like, No, don't leave! What are we going to do? I'm afraid! They don't do that anymore. They believe in Easter. He's ascending to heaven. You know what they do? Then they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Okay, we started with um, mourning, spices for a funeral, but now we we return it with worship, with great joy. Only one difference. Not believing in Easter and believing in Easter. Let me, let, me, let me finish it with real quick. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. I believe in Easter. Why did they praise him leaving to heaven? Can I ask you this question? I think I have the answer. I'm gonna give you a quick illustration. I believe why this is why they got so excited. They started believing Easter, the promises of Easter. There's verses that says that God holds the whole universe in the palm of his hands, that he's the author and he's the finisher, that he is the ruler of the heavens and the earth. Well, When I was in high school, man, I loved knowing somebody at the movie theater. Anybody work at the movie theater in high school? Even right now, if you work right now, I'd love to know you. You know, when this COVID thing settles down, you'll back up, you know what I'm talking about. But in high school, if you knew somebody at the movie theater, ooh, free movies. Because, I mean, high school budget, it's hard to get into all the movies. We had a buddy named Eric worked at the movie theater. Eric was working Friday night. Ooh, Eric's working Friday night. We go into the movies. In high school, then your friend gets a job at McDonald's. That's me, I was a Mickey D's guy. Two years, Mickey D's, you're welcome, okay? Um, it's a great, great company, great company. They treated me well. Uh, I worked during the time of the 49 cent cheeseburgers and 39 cent hamburgers. You think it's hard to work at church? Nah, God trained me well. We'll take 30 burgers, I'm on it. This was my life. So what happened? Tyler's working at McDonald's, y'all, I'm gonna hook you up, and then you hooked up and you're gonna go to the movie. It was nice knowing a guy or knowing a gal. All-inclusive, right? So, anyways the disciples know that jesus is going to heaven and you got to understand this for now on they're going to like this we knew the jesus of the earth but now we know the jesus of heaven he's sitting on the throne i know a guy what do we need oh we in prison we need to be freed i know a guy we don't have provision i know a guy we need peace i know a guy oh we need restoration i know a guy oh when you start to believe in easter you know a guy and he's not any guy. He's the guy, and his name is Jesus. Oh, that's why you'll, that's why, hey, he's in heaven. Oh, I'm worshiping with joy. Hey, but where's your Jesus? I don't see him. Oh, you don't get it. He's sitting on the throne. Oh, shouldn't you be mourning? I'm not mourning anymore. He's sitting on, the, the grave's empty. He's sitting on the throne. Oh, I love to worship on Easter. Mission Church is gonna be marked with joy. Luke's chapter starts with sorrow, and the last note is joy. Can we finish church with joy tonight? Does that sound good? Will you bow your heads to me?